Good morning and welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. I'm Lucas. And I'm Phil. And we have a very special episode planned for everybody today. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, um, you know, you started season three. You said this was going to be different, that you were going to have podcast episodes out every single week once again. And yet, we've just been sitting here craving our second breakfast. Well, the diet wasn't quite over because we started and then uh, silly us didn't even think. Like, I was about to have a baby. So, Tori and has Lucas had our baby. Had a baby. That's right. So, congratulations, uh, Lucas and so Tori. Naomi and Jubilee. And yeah. so, super exciting. They're so sweet. And I've, I've got a dad story for you a little bit later. Two, two little precious bit. little girls. And I'm, just... uh, I'm surrounded by women at my house now. Yes, you are. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to build a man cave, you know. Eventually, I actually because have... once once those girls get li- right now, I'm in a house with me and two ladies, and <laughs> it is different. It's just different. Yeah. When when my sla- my second son moved out of the house, eh, the whole vibe of the place changed, and you have to really work, like to do things like watch football. You have to work because I come the... home. And my daughter is watching in my, what, in my opinion, is the worst show ever made on television. The Bachelorette. Oh, Katie, I love you. No? Okay. I take it back. It's not nearly the worst. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is it, Phil? Uh, it's the Gilmore Girls. I don't oh, like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. It's just that she loves it, and I don't understand why. Now, Phil, I have, to <laughs> ask you a, I have to ask you a question related to the football thing. Is what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing right now considered football? <laughs> no, it's not at all. It's not yeah. football. It's like they're they're going through uh I think adolescence. <laughs> they're they're going through puberty as a it's, team. It's almost it's, I mean they're at the, it's point, the awkward stage. They're going you know? from being like the darling like yes. young up and comers to like everybody's like yes they're losing i mean if you're not a chiefs fan you're not mad about this no like, you're like it gives it's yeah. like when tiger woods sort of went and then everybody mm. was like hey we finally get a chance to show how good we are uh yeah so, we're still waiting for tom brady to go ahead and, yeah he so. is not gonna do that he's gonna be playing until he's 80 no, I think, uh, I think his wife's going to make him retire. I think, yeah, eventually. Uh, that's what they were talking about. Like, she makes more money than him, but she's put her career on the back burner. So, <laughs> hey, but Phil, I have a very important question to ask you. As always, what's the best thing you had to eat this week? Oh, man. Uh, this is tough because, you know, as you know, I'm on a diet. As as Are you, you still doing diet. the Noom thing? I am. I've actually lost uh, 18 pounds. So, Woo! so that, puts us, that puts us collectively at 38. I, well, I'm actually, I'm close to 21 pounds, but it's between 20 and 21 pounds. You know, I have, we have a really good scale now, which is good and bad because I'll get on it like five times in the morning to make sure it's exactly, you know, to the 10th of the pound. It's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Make yeah, sure yeah. I'm correct. And this morning I was like, I kept getting on it because it was like, they can't be that low. It is. Yes. I finally, that, that last you know, between 19 and 20 pounds took, a, it seemed to take forever. It took about a week. You had that so, kind of like plateau there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. a little bit of a plateau. So I, I would say the best, I mean, we have one meal a week where we quote unquote cheat. 
it's just where we allow ourselves some of the things that we don't normally eat, like bread or potatoes. French fries. You know, French fries maybe. Uh, this last week, uh, I just have to say that the best thing I ate was the most surprising thing was my wife's chili mm. made diet friendly. Oh. So she made bread with almond flour. Okay. My life. That's my life. That's your life. And it, we use, we used to put, we, on our diet right now, we can't have beans, which is weird. Yes. You know, it's not, it is, but they're kind of, anyway, they're just, it's more of a digestive maintenance diet than losing weight diet. But, uh, you don't want to hear about that. It's too much information. But so there's no beans in the chili, which actually is really, I kind of like that. But we usually put cornbread under our chili and cornbread is a no-no on this diet. So she put, we put this almond bread in there and it's almost just like cornbread. It was fantastic. And so that, yeah, her chili is really great. And I have to say, without the beans, it's even better. So mm. that was that was one of those things. It was it was legal for the diet, but I probably it did, probably didn't help me lose weight that week because I ate a bunch of that chili and that you know, almond flour bread, which is high calorie. You know the what's really is a lot of a lot of calories. Funny Phil is that so like ours is is more about like cutting calories, changing your lifestyle, all that, right. and. Uh, Anyway, but I'm also gluten-free, have been for a long time. And so on Tuesday, uh, Leah, longtime listener, and I went out to McAllister's. Your sister. My sister, yes. Make sure we clarify that. And got, they have a veggie chili that's gluten-free. He's not dating listeners. No, 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 no. <laughs> my wife does listen. Um, You're dating one listener. We're, <laughs> we're both allowed to date one listener if our wives listen. Yes. <laughs> if they're not watching Gilmore Girls. Uh, anyway... <laughs> So the veggie chili there, which was which was good, um, and I guess this is just a long lead up. So Tuesday for lunch, I had chili, which it's funny. Yours is chili, you know, everything but the beans. Veggie chili at McAllister's is mostly just beans. Um, right. It's really it's good. Yeah. But then that night, Tori made her uh, it's chicken and wild rice soup, which if you've been to Panera Bread and had theirs, it's like a copycat recipe, but it is so so good. Uh, mm. And so it was just this delicious thing. So, but but anyway, Tuesday for breakfast or for lunch, I had um, chili and then chicken and wild rice soup. And then for on Wednesday, I had leftover chili chicken and, and soup. Chili and soup. And then oh, Wednesday, wow. I had soup for lunch, the leftovers. And then Tori made chili for dinner. So <laughs> I had soup and chili. Uh, soup and chili. And then you mixed it up the next day by having chili and soup. Or the other way around. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. It's here's good you thing. didn't eat the same thing twice. The the soup and chili that Tori made would both definitely be the best things I've had to eat this week. Just so oh. good. And honestly, like, soup is... I used to not be a huge, huge fan of soup. But now, like... I love a good bowl of soup, especially as it was getting colder and like Tuesday, Wednesday was like super kind of just foggy and misty and gross. Yeah. And I was just cold. And uh, one of the the worst parts of losing weight is I feel like I'm just so much colder now yes. all the time. Yes. <laughs> like I lost <laughs> some of so my true. insulation. It is so true. Yeah. You don't so, get that, uh, that rush from all those carbohydrates. Uh, yeah. it is, it's a different kind of, kind of world you need to get some gloves and some sweaters and things like that yeah i i would say it's it well, i didn't eat this is really boring i apologize to our listeners but you're used to this right i mean we just yeah, go welcome, on and on welcome to the back. point 
This is, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, what, what do we call this? Uh, rambling with Lucas Ramblings with Pappy. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I would, I always said soup was women's food until, oh, probably four or five years ago. Um, so that's interesting that you're already getting old enough to like soup. I don't know, hey. Lucas, you're an old soul. <laughs> it's very an filling. Old it's very filling. <laughs> no, uh, it's not. It was never filling to me. Oh, soup? You, you have to have, like, I'm not, I'm not going to go get like a, just a tomato bisque. Like that's not filling, but like chicken and wild rice soup is, it's mostly like a bunch of chicken and rice and veggies yeah. and stuff all in this creamy broth. And then yeah, well, chili, I've, of course. Yeah, is all, just, right, all right. Well, we need to move on really. <laughs> yes. Welcome to second breakfast with Lucas and Phil, where we talk about soup. Soup uh, with next, Phil. And join Lucas. in next week as we talk about oatmeal. Um, <laughs> anyway, which is basically breakfast soup, but I don't like oatmeal that much. So. Anyway, um, you're talking about oatmeal. Stop it. <laughs> All right, Phil. Here we go. It's funny that we got stuck on soup because your TikTok trend of the week oh, is... Oh, yeah. TikTok trend of the week. Ooh. Which Good. reminds me, that jingle, I don't know. We need to talk to our jingle people. That jingle reminds me a little bit of our other jingles. You know what, Phil? I don't know. The funny thing is, again, you're talking to your jingle people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. TikTok trend of the week is... Good soup. <laughs> Do you know what the trend good soup is? Uh, no. All right. So, no. Good soup. So, I'm going to guess that it's there's some sort of a – that you, you get a bowl of soup and you – video yourself taking a bite of the soup and saying good soup that's all that's what i'm saying it is kind of kind of so here's kind the of, deal okay. in the movie girls which i've actually never seen but i have now quoted it constantly adam driver <laughs> is sitting in a diner all by himself with a bowl of soup and so like there's this like adam music. driver is uh kylo ren the actor who played kylo ren yes in yes. the star wars so Anyway, he like hits the spoon on the bowl. So you hear this like tink. And then there's this like violin music playing in the background. And then he just like takes a bite and goes, good soup. So you take this <laughs> sound bite and you put it over your, like some people do it eating soup. Some people take the whole spoon ladle and like, we'll put it in their mouth and sip the soup out. Some people are like, they'll have their dogs. Like whenever anything falls on the floor, like good soup so it's just this you take the sound bite you put it over whatever you want some whatever. of them are really funny some of them are, but it is like a whole side of tiktok and uh now it's like just an inside joke uh if you're on good soup talk like anytime uh, we're eating anything it's almost this like good soup um all right so being myself it's become one of two quotes that i say pretty much every time i eat uh, a three actually good soup yeah. Good toast from Nacho Libre. Good toast, yeah. Or if you've ever that's seen, what I instantly thought of. Was you've ever seen Anchorman? There's a scene where he's eating a burrito in his car, and he goes, "That was delicious, but so filling." And he throws the burrito out the window and hits a motorcyclist, um, <laughs> played by Jack Black. But anyway, so every meal, pretty much after I finish, I will say, "That, that was, was delicious. delicious, but so filling," and then throw it out. And then. Yeah. Typically, uh, I would almost always don't be like, litter, though. It wasn't actually. Yeah, I don't ever throw anything out. No, no, right, no, right. no, 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 no. Yeah, Tori would be pretty mad if we were sitting at the dining room table and I chunked my fork across the room. <laughs> True. Anyway, True. so that's uh, that's good soup talk if you're. Uh... Yeah, good soup. Now, talk. Phil, I didn't know if we were ever going to make it like 10 minutes into an episode and all we've talked about is soup. So <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> proud of us. 
I yeah, this, we got to write this down somewhere. Yeah. There's got to be a statistic about that. How long have has a, has an episode been sustained by one? Join us next week for Second Soup with Lucas and Phil. None. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, All right. So anyway, okay, Phil, you ready? Uh, ready for some dad stories with Lucas? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited. Hey, it's, and here's the most exciting part, Phil. Yeah. Is because Jubilee is you know two weeks old. We yeah. can bring back the age-old game, poop or no poop. What? what? <laughs> I'm so excited. I guess. All right. Something so. about this game stinks. <laughs> ah. All right. So the other the other night, like uh, probably like a week ago. So Jubilee's just a little over a week old, and she is in a bassinet in our room, and Naomi has her bedroom, and so uh, we are. It's like one or two in the morning, and uh, of course that means that Jubilee's awake crying and uh, so yeah. Tori gets her out of the bassinet and is holding her and then like that kind of helps to wake up Naomi uh, my other right. sweet daughter and so she starts crying and and going a little crazy and so I get up and go get Naomi and pick her up and get her pacifier and kind of trying to get her back to sleep and I'm like I'm, you know what it's two in the morning I'm just gonna bring her back to bed with us like we'll just family of four sleepover yeah mom and dad's bed and so I bring her into our bedroom and I put her on the bed and the first thing she does, she's like, sissy, sissy. And she like crawls over to Tori and she like looks at sissy and like starts playing with her hair and like gives her a kiss and gives her her pacifier and her blankie <laughs> and is like just taking care oh, of man. her sissy. Like, oh my goodness. My oh, heart. man. You know, and it's that like, I'm not, I'm not mad at Naomi for waking up at one in the morning, but I do have a hard time with having a good attitude at some points at two in the right. one or two yes. in the morning, right? I'm just yes. waking up groggy. <laughs> Right. But like seeing that just melts all of the frustration and everything away. It's just like, yeah, no oh kidding. my, thank you, Lord. Totally like, what precious. What a sweet blessing. Sweet, totally sweet precious. blessing. So, you know, there's um, a famous picture in my history of my older sister when I was a baby uh, leaning over. She's got her uh, in a, a little bassinet where baby Phil slept. There's, you know, there's a little rail and my sister was just old enough to sort of peek over the top and she's got a hold of the top of the bassinet and she's sort of pulling it toward herself, uh, peeking over at her little brother, her baby brother, you know, saying something very sweet. And there's a photograph of this. What, what you don't see is that as soon as after the photograph was taken, she continued to pull the bassinet over and roll me across the floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't quite, it's, you know, it's this idyllic photo that's, yeah, you know, this frozen probably, in time. probably relates to some of the issues you have now today, Phil. Prelude to lots of, you know, a little bit of baby brain damage right there. <laughs> Long probably. time listener, your sister, right? That's uh... Yes. And she, you know, she was uh, horrible to me a few times in our childhood, but now she is the most wonderful uh, sister you could ask for. We've, we hey, have a great relationship. She love, told love me she likes... She likes my rap, so I am, you know, I love her. I'm glad she yeah. listens. So. Yeah, I mean, she's easily impressed. Anyway, <laughs> so, which is one of the things I love about her. She's she's my biggest fan, so, uh, and and now yours too. So, Terry, uh, we love you. Uh, so, what's what are we talking about today, Lucas? Well, you I have that. What we have we have another segment first? No, yeah, no, we're jumping no, no, right no. in, and I was I was just right getting in. excited. So. Uh, 
what we're talking about is soup. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, so uh, at the Last Supper, uh, we, we've all, or a lot of us, most of us have, have read this. And if you're a new listener and you don't uh, haven't, then, then like it's, a, it's great. Um, it's a good to read in Mark. Uh, it's kind of the passage we're looking at today, Mark 14. Um, but anyway, they're, they're, they finish dinner and then it's getting ready. Like Jesus is about to institute the Lord's Supper. And so they're all sitting yeah. around the table. And Jesus then just says, one of you will betray me. And the disciples just then start saying, is it I, Lord? Is it I, right. Lord? You know, they got to go around the table like, is it me? Is it me? And I just find this interesting because I think, you know, like if I were sitting at the table with Jesus and he were to say, like, someone's going to betray me here. Like my first thought is not going to be, is it I, Lord? Like I am probably going to be looking over at my neighbor like, what the crap are you going to do? You know, right? Like I'm going to begin looking at others and I, I'm not going to believe that I'm capable of doing what he's just said. Right. And so I think there's two points we can bring up and I think we can get really good discussion from them. But the, the first being that the disciples had to trust Jesus more than they trusted their own heart. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I think that's something that as believers, you know, we, we know our hearts are deceitful, but even still like those feelings, those emotions, all of those things. Um, I was reading Matthew Henry describes it. He talks about Jesus in the garden, and, but he just talks about how, you know, we as humans are, um, corrupted by the flesh, meaning that whenever our emotions get stirred up, whenever our affections, whenever these things get stirred up, it's like if you're shaking up a bottle of water that has dirt in the bottom. And once right. you start shaking, it's murky, it's dirty, it's harder to see, it's, it's harder to, to work with. But Jesus, you know, he's uncorruptible. And so his bottle of water would be clear with no dirt. And so no matter how much it's shaken, it's so right. clear. Right. Um, and so I just thought it was interesting bringing up, you know, our hearts are deceitful and so not yeah. to trust ourselves. Yeah, I was thinking this morning about how, uh, you know, we look at the world uh, or if we look at the world from a very human standpoint, uh, we tend to think that who we are is uh, what we feel, you know, mm -hmm. that uh, but God's what we're made in the image of God and God is solid and in the, mm -hmm. God is solid he is the I am and so we if we're made in the image of God then we are also you know solid significant mm -hmm. where it's the truth of who we are and especially in Christ the truth of who we are is who he is so but even just as in our humanness we it's a deception to think that who we are is what we feel is what yeah. comes at us from the outside. You know, those our our feelings about what happens to us or that kind of thing. No, who we are is really more about uh, what what God put in us. And yeah, uh, the emotional side of us, man, is so susceptible to everything on the outside. Uh, it seems to almost have a life of its own. You know, our emotions. Yeah. And they, our emotions tend to fly very contrary to the word of God. You know, he says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And what do we do just almost as a gut, instant knee-jerk reaction to a lot of things in our lives? Well, we worry. Mm -hmm. We freak <laughs> out, you know? 
Amen. We just, <laughs> we just freak out when, you know, when my, my daughter is a few minutes late. Well, she doesn't have a, she's 21. She lives at our house. But if she's a little bit later than normal, what happens? In my mind, it starts to go places. Yeah. Like, oh, something happened to her. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, our, our, our emotions are not dependable. And that's been a theme here on this podcast, I think, many times. But man, what it's it's great to be reminded. Yeah, for that, sure. And uh, I think that too, you know, in, in that talking about our emotions are not dependable, that kind of leads into something else that just when we were at, at youth camp um with, with Eastwood a couple of years ago, I think it was in uh twenty nineteen. Um, so my first year to go to camp with, with Eastwood and take the students and, but there was a girl from another church and she was really struggling with her faith. And she just kind of said, this is, this week is, is God's last opportunity. If not, I'm giving up. Um, and and so, which, which it's funny because it doesn't matter if we give up on God, he's not going to give up on us. And so all that, but anyway, she was, but she said like, but I, you know, I'm not going to trust if I feel God during the music <laughs> because right. music plays with our emotions. I mean, you think yeah. about if you're you're watching a movie, like Lord of the Rings is a great soundtrack to play behind the movie. Now, I don't know about like working out to it, but like when you're watching a battle scene in a movie, they play this certain type of music on purpose to make you feel a certain right. way in yeah. the battle. You know, greatest yeah. showman, you feel excited, you feel sad, you feel along with the characters because of... Yeah the soundtrack. And so like this yeah. worship music is almost, it's like a soundtrack for our worship. Right. And so it, well, it it's interesting, you know, you mentioned your raps, uh, rap music, hip hop music was one of the first styles of music to, uh, to uh, deliberately exploit the science of hypnosis oh. in music. Because I mean, some of these producers, uh, they began to realize, Oh, there's a science behind the, the, a constant, beat that's why you have like drum machines appearing and in uh dance and a a lot of different types of music the same thing happens in worship i mean any kind of music has this sort of hypnotic yeah that can be a good thing and it can be like like uh, i think she's got a point it can be a deceptive thing yeah for sure our emotions and i think that's where like we get into to trouble too. We've we've talked about music. We've talked about worship. We've talked about preference. But just to kind of rehash, go back is that it, it can it can be the issue because all of a sudden we start saying, "Well, this isn't my soundtrack, so I can't worship." Right? right. Like my soundtrack isn't made up of hymns, or it's not made up of contemporary. Or if your soundtrack is early two thousands, like I love you, but it's you know. But I don't understand you. Is that what you're <laughs> trying to right. say? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But it's it is you know, and even in those songs we don't like, like we should still be able to to lift the Lord's name high because yeah. again, it shouldn't have anything to do with emotion. Like following right. God should, if it's based in feelings, then eventually you're going to feel differently. Yeah, like we are we are absolutely. fickle fickle human beings, and so absolutely coming back yeah. to the table, you know, or I don't, did they have tables? I don't know. Um, but coming back at as they're di- you know the dipping in the bowl and and. And that all these disciples who have been walking with Christ day in and day out, yeah. their first thought is, is it me? Not Jesus, yeah. you're crazy. You know, it's yeah. they believed, they trusted in God over their own emotion, over their own heart. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's really kind of an interesting thought. I had never thought of it from this standpoint when you mentioned it the other day that, uh, you know, one of you betrayed me and they began to be sorrowful. 
mm-hmm. and to say to him one after the other, is it I? Like, I and now why were they sorrowful? I think they're sorrowful because I think they probably, you know, they're in community with one another. Mm-hmm. Even if one of them doesn't think it's me, he at least is going to think, one of us, one of my, one of my buddies, exactly. one of these guys, no way. Yeah. Uh, but then they all start to say, is it, wait, if it could be one of them, what if it's me? Yeah. And uh, so I, I think you, you mentioned to me that something I had quoted from someone else who said, I think it was uh, that, that we need to have a healthy suspicion of our own conclusions. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's not, I mean, and partly because our emotions are dece- deceitful, but our minds are not yet perfected uh, in in this life, and so we can think things that are incorrect. I don't, uh, I don't think until we get to heaven that we're really going to understand uh, even the majority of truth. Yeah, you know, I think I think the sliver, the slice of truth that is comprehensible in in the world uh is enough for us but it's not all you know yeah. it's a yeah. slice uh and so our i think it's good to be suspicious of what i believe you know and which you know some people are like no oh, you got to know what you believe well yeah certain things we can absolutely know and there's a knowing that goes beyond our intellect that spiritual mm-hmm. knowing but as far as my opinions and my thoughts and my ideas, I need to be suspicious of those things. Yeah, my for interpretations, sure. whatever. And that's what I, I there was a guy and, and not a theologian, not anybody that like you should base your faith off of. And I disagreed with him on some things, but he did he just talked about oh crap Christianity. And yeah. <laughs> the idea being like when we learn new things from scripture or from whatever, like or, or we learn about the church, we learn these the response shouldn't be, well, that can't be true, or that doesn't match me. It should be like, oh, crap. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> oh, crap. You know? I got to deal with this now. Exactly. I think this is right, and I think I've been wrong. Yeah, I mean, and that's you, not to say like, be able to be wrong to grow. Everything you hear is not going to be true. But if it comes from Scripture, like that's where you need to listen and, and, yeah. and be able to grow in that. So this is not us saying, like, doubt everything and then just throw it everything you know away. Because, again, no. like— there's a lot of truth that's been given to you and, but, yeah. oh crap, what am I going to do with that? You know, and then yeah. actually looking at it, taking it in, into account and, yeah. um, which I think absolutely that next thing, just the disciples, you know, you said, you know, maybe thinking and, and sorrow about their brothers and who, and, and then is it me? But I just, I find it crazy that there was not one at, that was recorded as having like looked at the other disciples and like, which one of you did this? Right. You know, all of them, them. none of them looked at the others, which I think just think, I think about us in church, you know, or us with, with someone discipling us and, and or listening to a sermon. And it's so, so easy whenever sin is being pointed out to go, you know, who needs to hear this, (laughs) you know, and to start thinking like, (laughs) you know, Phil could really benefit from this. Whereas, that's not what we're called to do. And in the same no, way as the no. disciples said, is it I, whenever it's being preached on about pride or gluttony or anything, it's not to think about the most prideful, gluttonous person you know. It's to think, how prideful am I? How gluttonous am I? How lustful am I? How greedy am I? And so we start to to look at ourselves because 
me looking at someone else, all that does is make me feel better about the little sin I have whenever there's right. no such thing as little sin. <laughs> right. So, I, and I, I want to ask you, Lucas, what's the difference? And I, I think about these guys, so often I give them a pass because of the dumb things they do, the 12, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they didn't have the indwelling Holy Spirit yet. Mm-hmm. It's not until after the resurrection, he breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. And then they begin to understand all the things that he had said and that he must be crucified and, and raised again on the third day. It wasn't until after he was about to ascend to heaven mm-hmm. that they began to understand this stuff and have the benefit of the Holy Spirit. But in this moment, they seem so much at, at so much better place than we are in our sort of normal uh church person existence, whereas, you know, they're looking at themselves, whereas we tend to look at everybody else. Man, I wish so-and-so were here to hear this message, you know? Yeah. And, if only uh, Bill knew. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference? Why is it that in this moment the disciples are uh, so receptive, so sensitive to the fact that they might, and, and the truth is, none of them were guilty. None yeah. of them were going to betray him except one. You know, only one of them was going to betray, but they were all so willing to examine themselves mm-hmm. and also willing. What's the difference between them then and us now? What? What's up? Do you have a clue there? I mean, the only thing the only thing I could think of is just the daily walking with Christ. Yeah, um, that would be the biggest thing to me, and that I think as you know, we have we are indwelled with the Holy Spirit, um, and so in effect, He is walking with us daily. However, yeah. like taking that time to listen, to talk with Him, to bring it all to Him, you know, to tune our hearts to Him. You know, if we're truly walking with Him, and we hear that when we, and the sin is pointed out, we are going to immediately you know, repent and turn away from that. Right. Um, whereas, you know, if we're not walking with Christ, if we're just minding our own business, <laughs> yeah, then we're, we're going to miss it. And when sin is pointed out, it's, it's a lot easier to, to lean towards that feeling of self-righteousness and stay in that. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I see. I, I don't know if you are leading towards something else. No, but. no I'm not. I, and I actually think, you know, theologically there, the difference is that, <laughs> we're the righteousness of God in Christ, and they weren't really yet. Although he said, see, now this is, you don't have to, you can't be a pure dispensationalist and say that, well, they weren't righteous yet because Jesus told them uh, a chapter or so earlier uh, in John, he said, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Mm-hmm. And so he he had, in a, by his word, had provided for their justification in a sense already. So, I mean, but in in a theological sense, we have a greater uh, reality of justification before God than they even did because Christ hadn't died and all of that. There, there, We should be, as I said, by the same token of having the Holy Spirit, we should have a better handle on uh you know, being sensitive to the spirit, because For sure. I, I'll tell you, if you really begin to study and meditate on the fact that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, I had a guy say to me once when I was teaching this, he said, Mr. Blunt, I don't like this. I was a school teacher at the time. So he called me Mr. Blunt. He said, Mr. Blunt, I don't like this. I said, why not? He said, 
it just makes me feel so guilty. I was <laughs> like, okay, you know what? There's a sense of which really realizing that God has given you his perfect righteousness and that you are always righteous before him no matter what you do. It's it's kind of an awful feeling in your natural mind because mm-hmm. you almost want to be, you want to have the the responsibility and the shame for everything you do. You feel like you deserve that punishment, you know, but the fact that Christ has taken our punishment almost increases our sense of guilt. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we avoid that. We avoid, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's our, it's our flesh. I mean, we, we have to kind of just blame it on the old self because the old self is unreg our mind is unregenerated and in in our you know if we have that old way of thinking then we we don't want to hear about sin because you know our flesh wants to live in it our flesh wants to wallow in it and continue to, to yeah. enjoy it yeah you know? i think it, i mean it, it uh, always comes back to the blame on the flesh because the spirit if if you know if we've come to know the father the spirit's been regenerated to be him yeah and so it, it it's always the flesh. And so just that reminder that the flesh is dead, you know, when we are living and walking in guilt and shame, a reminder that's dead. Right. You know, God killed shame. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. We don't walk in that anymore. That's not who you are. So, so I, I think it's really a great, it's a great thing to look at. Uh, It's a great, uh, sort of, uh, light spotlight shined on that story and the disciples and their response was so sensitive. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of maybe their highest moment before (laughs) the resurrection, you know, before the day of Pentecost, this may be their best moment. It's kind of all downhill from there for them (laughs) until Jesus comes back. Yeah. Uh, The next few days were going to be bad. Yeah. They deny him, run away from him. They hide in fear for the next 40 days. (laughs) So, yeah, but this it was it was a great moment for them in in a lot of ways, uh, except for Judas. Yeah, yeah, except for yeah, Judas. That was, that was bad. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and did he say it is I? I don't think so. He knew. Yeah, I, that's what I think. The other thing you could really take a lot of time on is just thinking about being Judas at the table, the thoughts that must have been going through his head, and like I think too, Judas. I don't think it's that he necessarily hated Jesus. I think he got caught up in the emotion. Um, yeah. And was was frustrated and um, uh-huh. was allowed all of that to lead him down the wrong path. And so I would imagine his heart was pretty torn at this moment uh, to know he was sending his friend, his leader for the past three years to death. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Um, well, well that's, that's powerful stuff, man. That's I a, think that's, I'm re- that's a really good conversation. Um, and we should talk uh, again about some of these little things that that this has brought up about well mm-hmm. anyway there are a lot of things in there a lot of things in there so uh, do we have a minute of culture i was week? gonna say yeah we definitely just touched on the oatmeal so we're to the cinnamon roll we've got some culture now here's here's the thing phil some people may have watched this some people have not and we want to give a um disclaimer uh, the language in this show is terrible so, you know, if you're going to watch it, know ahead of time. And if you're wear, sensitive to that kind of thing, you have to be so you have to be sensitive. And to Tori that. Yeah. and I just you have kids. We don't typically not, watch not anything. Kids. 
uh, like that. And so like we almost turned it off. Like it, we barely made it through episode <laughs> one. Uh, be, and we're like, well, should we? But it was very intriguing and really good. So um, we're not going to give any spoilers this week. But I will have to say within a month, we'll give spoilers. So if you're we planning might, on yeah. watching Only Murders in the Building. Only just, Murders in the Building. So funny, so good, so mysterious, and has great twists and turns. Like, um, if you like, you know, Serial is a podcast that kind of started this whole true crime podcast thing. I really like Serial. There's others uh, like yeah. it. Yeah. And my so daughter-in-law loves it. Also, my daughter-in-law loves the one that's my favorite murder, which oh. apparently the language in it is really bad in that podcast. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, it. But yeah, it's and that's when I saw that this was going to be on and I saw what it was about. I said, oh, it's about a murder podcast. That's the only spoiler we're giving you. It's about a murder podcast. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Steve Martin, Martin Short, which are two of my absolute favorites. Three Amigos is like in my top three movies of all time. So hilarious. So we don't need no stinking badges. It's too bad they couldn't get Chevy Chase in this movie. Um, Yeah. But yeah, and Selena Gomez show up in season two. That would be we'll awesome. See. He should be the murderer uh, in season two. Uh, anyway, so these three uh, are in this apartment complex, and there's a murder in the building. Surprise, only murders in the buildings about a murder in the building. And so they make a, a true crime podcast about this murder before they've caught the murderer. So yes. it's just – it's it's so funny. Uh, it's really good. Um, and, and it, yeah. again – well, you know, kind of you as we say, walked through the Mandalorian together, we can you, walk through you this You say, Lucas, before they caught the murderer, we're not going to say whether or not they have caught the murderer. That's right. I was say. just saying, you know, the the whole, the, a lot of the funny parts are because they are releasing yes. a podcast <laughs> as yes. they're investigating. As things develop. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so, but yeah, I will just say, if, if you can uh, sort of, bypass the language one of the most creative television programs i have ever seen i mean yeah. some of the stuff they do in the show it seems to me to have no other purpose than just they're sitting around like what if we did an episode where da 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 you know yeah or what if we just what if we just kept doing this in this episode and i, I have i need to watch the first season again and see was there a reason for that was I don't know the shirt, but incredibly creative stuff, just fun to watch. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, uh, very yeah. very good. All right, Lucas, Phil. this has been awesome, man. This has been great. Uh, the Chiefs stink. Any final words, Phil? Hey, the Colts looked pretty good last night. Amen. Amen. Of course, they were playing the the Jets. The Jets. Yeah, uh, without their Jets. starting quarterback. So, and there's like a string. Uh, we don't need to talk about that. Go Colts. <laughs> Loving pancakes. We, we love you guys. If you have any points. questions, comments, or concerns, please send those over to someone else. We love you guys. Please <laughs> comment, like, share, subscribe. Please do. Uh, if you enjoy the show, let your friends know. Yeah, uh, we love make, you guys. You know, we have had dozens of listeners for two years. We want to we wanna try to break 100 listeners this season. Ooh, that would so be like, awesome. share, so like, you've heard share, all that kind of stuff. Comment. You heard it here first. We are not stopping season three until we have a hundred <laughs> listeners. Yes. Season two was like goal. three episodes. Season that's three, five hundred. Yeah. All right. So Lucas, you're gonna wrap us out. We don't have a music. You can't wrap us out. I, uh, I mean, you could try to find music that syncs up to my voice. No, 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 but, no. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, have me play one of your old raps. 
Thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next time on Second Breakfast. Bye.